You're with Julian on the Brown Notes, and I hate Rupert Murdoch. I honestly, genuinely believe if you look at his impact on the world, um, particularly the Anglosphere, um, he's probably the, had the worst impact of any individual since World War II, and that isn't hyperbole. I mean, if you want to look at the impact he's had, have a look at the recent election in New Zealand where they have a landslide for Jacinda and have a look at the Murdoch countries, America, the UK and Australia, who have three of the worst leaders in history in Trump, Boris and ScoMo. People that would have been, even 10 years ago, unthinkable. And we are the Murdoch countries, and we've had our media landscape and our political discourse and the public perception destroyed by him. And his take on populism, my, my, my basic take on Murdoch is he promotes a divisive populist rhetoric aimed at working and middle class people and does so in order to promote neoliberal economic ideals. Um, he's very anti-union and very against things like penalty rates, workers' rights, and uses this uh, divisive wedge to create a populist that are fed on fear and disinformation and where you get working class people really, really care and vote about things like lefties and greenies and do-gooders and feminists and black lives matter and things that will never negatively impact them in their whole lives in order to distract them from neoliberal economic policy, which has eroded our quality of life in these countries for the last 40 years. And we see it with Fox News in America. We see it with The Sun and their cohorts in the UK, like the Daily Mail. And we see it with the landscape in Australia as well. And someone unthinkable like ScoMo. I mean, we got rid of the world's number one performing economy under Julia Gillard and Kevin Rudd for, for economic reasons, apparently, um, because of the carbon tax and because of the deficit that's now two and a half times what it was when they were in power and for the carbon tax and the mining tax, which would never have harmed a single Australian. And we are still electing a government whose economy, economy has gone backwards year on year for six years straight. Um, the impact, like Jacinda said, she would never have got into politics if she lived in Australia. And that speaks volumes about how their political discourse hasn't been toxic like ours is. Um, Kevin Rudd, the Prime Minister who once courted the Murdoch Press, and uh, fell foul of them after a while. As always with Murdoch, he will ditch the, the Tory, the Liberal, the Republican when he feels it's time and he feels that there's no possibility of um, them getting in again. We saw that with him jumping on top of Tony Blair's Labour Party in the UK and co-ops the Labour Party to do his bidding. He certainly co-opted Kevin Rudd's Labour Party and Tony Blair's and then turns on them make sure they can't achieve anything while they're in government by making the public focus on these tiny issues that have no impact on them. Immigrants and the refugee crisis, the carbon tax, the mining tax, and this time franking credits. All of these things plus a multi-decade attack on climate change and action on climate change. All of these things have had a very detrimental effect on our countries. And Kevin Rudd's launched a petition. I'll read it out. You can find it very easily online. Our democracy depends on diverse sources of reliable, accurate and independent news. But media ownership is becoming more concentrated. 
Alongside new business models that encourage deliberately polarising and politically manipulated news, we're especially concerned that Australia's print media is overwhelmingly controlled by News Corporation, founded by Fox News billionaire Rupert Murdoch, with around two-thirds of daily newspaper readership. This power is routinely used to attack opponents in business and politics by blending editorial opinion with news reporting. Australians who hold contrary views have felt intimidated into silence. These facts chill free speech and undermine public debate. Powerful monopolies are also emerging online, including Facebook and Google. We're deeply concerned by mass sackings of news journalists, digital platforms impacting on media diversity and viability, Nine Entertainment's takeover of the Melbourne, Age and Sydney Morning Herald, News Corp's acquisition and enclosure of more than 200 smaller newspapers, including our own local Manly Daily, uh, undermining regional and local news, attempts to replace AAP Newswire with News Corp's alternative, and relentless attacks on the ABC's independence and funding. Professional journalists further have legitimate concerns around unjust searches, potential prosecution, whistleblower protection, official secrecy and dispute resolution that should be comprehensively addressed. Only a Royal Commission would have the powers and independence to investigate threats to media diversity and recommend policies to ensure optimal diversity across all platforms to help guarantee the nation's democratic future. We therefore ask the House to support the establishment of such a Royal Commission to ensure the strength and diversity of Australian news media. It closes on November 4th, so you've still got about two weeks to go, and it's immediately got 350,000 signatures. I really hope they take this baton up in America and the UK, because unlike Australia, in the UK, if a petition reaches a threshold, it has to be debated by government. Unfortunately, that doesn't happen here. But the Murdoch press has been very active over the winter months here, attacking relentlessly the Labor states. Daniel Andrews has come in for a right royal kicking. Meanwhile, Gladys is a saint and can do no wrong. And we see, and it's worth following Kevin Rudd's Twitter feed because he's providing a lot of real-time examples of what he's talking about, especially with regards to the treatment of Gladys and the treatment of Dan Andrews. It's absolutely shocking how bad they are. And they promote uh, right-wing whack jobs like Hildebrand and Andrew Bolt, Piers Ackerman. And they have um, Sky News Australia, which gets an inordinate amount of coverage given that no one really watches it. And he also operates uh, mastheads like The Australian, which have lost money for years, not because of his business acumen, but because of his political ideology. These are not making money. Um, They're there so that politicians like ScoMo can go on 2GB which is owned by different people but the same ethos or they can go on Sky News and get softballed and get their airs viewed and very very dangerous views can often be aired and they can live in this uh, right-wing news media bubble which thrives on the same thing that's happened in America anger divisiveness victimhood and distraction focusing on issues that aren't anything to do with things that genuinely hurt us, like the economic failures of the Liberal Party, and instead focusing on things like, you know, whichever the latest bandwagon of immigrants to bash is. When I came over in 2004, it was Lebanese people, Middle Eastern appearance, so on. And now it's African gangs. 
And the Murdoch press is always at the forefront of these things, and they can't help but bash unions and penalty rates every chance they get. And we, you know, New Zealand elects someone like Jacinda Ahern with a landslide victory. And around the same time, we've got the Murdoch press and their acolytes, particularly even in like Channel 7 and Channel 9, promoting the notion that if you earn $180,000 a year, you're not rich. It's amazing how often he gets the working class to go into bat for the wealthy against their own interests and to vote against their own interests. So I see there's a bit in The Guardian as well. Um, a week ago, Rudd launched a petition to the federal parliament calling for a royal commission into News Corp's conduct in Australia and its overwhelming control of print media. To pres- uh, the present Conservative, Liberal and National Party coalition is generally seen as beneficiary of the Murdoch press's dominance and the Labour opposition leader, Anthony Albanese, has distanced himself from the petition. Um, what's Rudd hoping to achieve? When he was Labour, he says he courted Murdoch, visiting him in New York in the lead-up to 2007. Uh, as a Prime Minister, he says he tried to manage the egos of Murdoch's editors, including Chris Mitchell, who was then the editor-in-chief of News Corp's flagship national newspaper, The Australian. Now he hopes the petition will spark a national conversation that will make it possible for a future government to act, but admits it's a long game. Obviously, the beneficiaries of the Murdoch protection racket, the Liberal National Party, won't do that, Rudd says. It will take some time to convince the Labour Party that it's in their interests as well. That will be influenced directly by the volume of public support. Australia has the most concentrated media ownership in the Western world, News Corp owns about 70% of Australian newspaper circulation and has a monopoly in some states. Uh, it also owns 24-hour news channel Sky News Australia, which in its evening lineup increasingly resembles Fox News in the US. It's stacked with right-wing commentators, climate change deniers and advocates for lifting all coronavirus-related restriction. Uh, why, why now? His home state of Queensland goes to an election at the end of the month. A federal election is likely next year. Uh, he launched a petition without consulting the Labour Party. Uh, Rudd says bias is getting worse in Queensland in the lead-up to the 31st of October poll. Labour's been subjected to what he calls a rolling campaign, every story, every edition of every newspaper. In the state of Victoria, which has been battling a second wave of coronavirus, the Labour government's lockdown restrictions and handling of the pandemic have come under attack, with the tabloid Herald Sun describing the Premier Daniel Andrews as Dictator Dan, former Liberal Prime Minister Tony Abbott's Chief of Staff Peter Credlin, now a Sky News commentator, attends Andrews' media conferences and engages in trenchant exchanges that have gone on for 15 minutes at a time, all live-streamed. He is the biggest disaster for our way of life because he has allowed economic paradigms like economic neoliberalism, attacks on workers' rights, attacks on environmental legislation, uh, all to be continually stymied. Uh, Any progress in any of those fields is constantly under attack and he distracts the public by making them focus on franking credits in the last election. Wow, that was um, cost more than, I think, $15 billion a year to give tax breaks to usually very, very wealthy retirees and who haven't paid tax on that money and they get a tax return that is really hammering the economy and we thought more about those poor rich old people than we did about young people having their penalty rates cut um we're now seeing things like job seeker being 
reduced whilst people on $180,000 a year have their income defended as not being rich so they can have more tax breaks. The Murdoch press has made us into an angry populace, an angry and stupid populace, where we focus on things that we know from empirical evidence have no impact on our lives, but are taught that are eroding our way of life. If you want to look at eroding our way of life, Neoliberal economics has meant an entire generation of people in Australia will never own their own home and find it impossible to have children for financial reasons. How is that not eroding our way of life? Whether immigrants come into our country or not, it's happened since time memoriam. It's happened in waves and it's never resulted in a negative paradigm for Australia. But it makes people angry that this incredible way of life that the Liberal Party are helping dismantle to the extent where we no longer have communities, we don't know our neighbours, we can't afford to live, can't afford to have families, can't afford to own our own home, but we care about lefties and greenies and do-gooders and feminine artsies and Black Lives Matter being evil and Antifa being evil. And you get a lot of very right-wing populist opinion being promoted as though it's mainstream uh, and a lot of very angry talking heads and a lot of lies, a lot, a lot of lies, a lot of misinformation on issues that goes unchecked, and a lot of scared politicians, either scared or like ScoMo, are prepared to ride that bandwagon. And we now have a cabal in Australia of the Murdoch press, the 2GB and their acolytes and the Liberal Party who seem as one co-joined whole. And it's not for the benefit of this country. And we can look across the ditch at New Zealand and see what a a Western English-speaking country without Rupert Murdoch can achieve. So I hate Rupert Murdoch. Um, sadly, when he passes, it won't change anything because his son, who's going to take over, is apparently an even bigger right-wing ideologue than he is. If you look at something like the Gulf War, Fox News and Murdoch were instrumental in the Gulf War in the war in Iraq in 2003 happening in the first place. He was on the phone all the time to Tony Blair to get Tony Blair to throw Britain behind it, even though most politicians on the Labour Party, which uh, Tony Blair ran, were completely against going to war in Iraq. He managed to get his way, and if Britain hadn't supported George Bush going into Iraq, it's possible it wouldn't have even happened because there would have been no coalition of the willing. He is a pernicious, wicked man, and his impact on our society is dangerous, and I really hope this position succeeds and is a long game they attack the ABC. Uh, public broadcasting is a saviour for our media landscape. They attack the ABC. They attack everything, indigenous rights, climate change. They have a whole grab bag of issues. They polarise the country and they've dumbed down the country and the political discourse. So I really hope you support Kevin Rudd's petition, Royal Commission into the Murdoch Press. Uh, this is Frankie Goes Hollywood, who I'm continuing...